Praise God for you. Frank Mickens here again. And today we're talking about red-handed, red-handed. Had a dream from God that is really going to help us enter into the next season. God is looking for those who are prepared to receive his blessing. There's blessing that's going to be released in 2022, but there's an opportunity here for us as we get closer to that to start letting some dead things fall off, which is related to a word that I released some time ago. But we're going to dig into this, this topic of red-handed right after this. So glad you're with us again. Praise God. I am excited. I am sober um, because I'm, I'm really in love with how the Lord is speaking to us right now. He is so concerned for the soul condition of the body of Christ, and he is encouraging us to let him in and, he, and allow him to heal us right now. He is the Lord who heals us. Amen. And he is all about it right now because he wants to bless us, but he can't bless us in certain ways if it will be unhealthy or not good for us. And so he wants us to have integrity, which is at the center of what this message is about today. So here again, I am. I am Frank Mickens. I'm your host of Faith Fire Media, which is a ministry of Faith Fire Worldwide Revival Ministries. Our mission is to fan the flame of revival around the world. One of the ways we do that is broadcasting revival around the world. This is one of those broadcast arms for us, and we're hoping to uh, see nothing but expansion because the gospel must be preached, amen, uh, throughout the world, and then the end will come. I uh, just want to make sure you know how to find us, faithfireworldwide.com. You can sign up for our email newsletter, and that'll get you the word of the Lord to your inbox, and you can get encouragement and insight on what the Lord is speaking in this hour. Also, you can support us at that, uh, at that website, faithfireworldwide.com. You can even sign up for text alerts if you text faithfire to 55498, 55498, text the word faithfire. Nice. So let's dig in today into this topic of red-handed, red-handed. Had a dream last night, and the Lord was just encouraging me uh, of a principle of the kingdom of God. And then my daughter this morning in devotion read uh, a couple of verses of scripture that spoke to the same thing, and I just knew it was the Lord confirming this is something he wanted me to not just receive for myself but share with others. So let me share this dream with you as, again, we're considering this topic of red-handed. And in this dream, I was watching an investigative reporter. And if you think about journalists, journalists are supposed to be those who are impartial. They're supposed to uphold integrity. They're supposed to hold people accountable, and so they should be with above reproach, so to speak, so they can um, be qualified to hold people accountable. And so there was this investigative reporter I was watching, and uh, the Lord was showing me this man, and he was doing an expose on an issue with food on a cruise ship. So he was investigating an issue with the food that was being served on a cruise line, but the cruise ship company had evidence of misconduct from the reporter. So I was watching this undercover video that the cruise line had that was showing this investigative reporter being sneaky as he was digging into the food on the ship. He was in the kitchen where he didn't belong. He didn't have authority or authorization to be there. And he was just kind of mulling around looking for something. He was looking for something, basically. It was like he was trying to find something, maybe not necessarily something that was there. And then the footage switched to undercover footage of this same investigative reporter kissing a young lady. And I knew by the spirit that this investigative reporter was married. And so this was adulterous behavior. And they used this, this 
um, footage, the cruise line used this footage to discredit the investigative reporter and to discredit his report. And listen, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, who has believed our report? So we, as believers, if you're in Christ, we should be those who are reporting the truth. We're telling people the truth, which is Jesus Christ. But we can be discredited, as the Bible says, we can give unbelievers a reason to blaspheme if we are not walking in our integrity. And the Lord is not pleased if we're not walking in integrity. In fact, I'm asking the Lord now, should I go to this story? Uh, I'll just paraphrase it. So in, in the book of 1 Samuel, when uh, David is, um, he is, hold on, let's see if I could get to it. What I might have to do is, this is in 2 Samuel. I just paraphrase it. So we're familiar with the story of David who killed Uriah because he had slept with Uriah's wife, Bathsheba. And then Nathan the prophet comes and says, you are the man who took the one sheep, the one lamb that someone had when you had all the lambs that you could have had. And he says, um, this child was, would die because you have given Gentiles a reason to blaspheme. Because you have given them a reason to blaspheme. This is uh, 2 Samuel chapter 12. Thanks for being patient with me. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 14. However, because of this deed, you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. And so what we don't understand is when we're not walking in our integrity, we're making Jesus look bad if people know we're Christians. Now, God is strong enough. He doesn't necessarily need us, but we do have responsibility. And this is a gut check moment. Job 31 verse 6 says, Let me be weighed on honest scales that God may know my integrity. God says he, he tests us. He tries our reins. He tests our hearts. He puts us, he allows us to be in positions to see if we are who we really say we are. Do we love him? Are we people of high character? Are we those who he can trust with some of the deeper things? The Bible says if we're faithful over little, then he will cause us to be moved into the much. He knows that if we were faithful over something small, that the principle of being faithful has been learned. And so we can apply that to something that's weightier or greater. And so we want to be blessed. And the Lord is bringing blessing. 2022 is going to be a time of great blessing for people in Zion. But God wants us to get into position so that we can receive that blessing and it won't be something that hurts us. So David was a man after God's own heart. And what did he do? When it was time for kings to go off to war, he was laying on the bed, feeling himself, just kind of like, yeah, I'm the king. And ended up being in a place where he slept with another man's wife. So he had learned the principle, but even David, as a man of God's own heart, is indicative of our heart condition, that there are issues of our hearts that the Lord wants to heal, because if we don't allow him in to heal that and satisfy that part of us, that we will cause people who don't know him to blaspheme his name, because they're looking at us as an example of Christ. And so there's certain blessings we might not be ready for, because our integrity is not yet at a place where the Lord can trust us. Psalm 1, 
Verse 1 and 2, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. We don't think like ungodly folk think, nor stands in the path of sinners. We don't go where certain people go, nor do we sit in the seat of the scornful. We're not establishing our lives on things that are foolish, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. This is a word season. I'm telling you, this is a season where we need to be digging into the word of God, not just to learn of God, but to apply the word to issues of our lives. If you've got issues in your life, this is the time for you to be going to the word of God and getting truth, applying that truth in your life where that truth is not manifesting. Issues with finances, issues with anger, issues with pride, issues with sexual immorality, issues with your tongue. You know, you're, you're not using your tongue as a source of life. It's a source of death. Well, you need to deal with that thing. You need to go to the word of God and learn that the power of life and death is in your tongue. And those who use it will eat of its, you'll eat of your words. You will reap what you sow. God is not mocked. And so this, this is how we get transformed and get our mind renewed is we need to be as those who meditate on the word and the law of God day and night so that it can get in us, change us, transform us, and move us in the right direction. Psalm 1, verse 5 and 6, later in the same psalm, Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. He literally draws a line in the sand and says, Listen, if you're not going to walk in integrity, if you're not going to be those who do not um, align with my righteousness, then... You're not going to stand in the judgment. When I come to weigh the scales, you're going to fail the test. And you're not going to be found among the righteous. So as seasons change, God has a certain plan for the righteous, things that he's reserved for the righteous. But if you can't stand in the congregation of the righteous because you're still walking in a certain level of carnality that the Lord knows you've got the spiritual maturity to walk out of by faith in his word, then you're not going to qualify to stand in the congregation of the righteous, in that season of blessing for the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. There's no life in walking in our own way. The Lord is looking for those who are righteous. He knows the way of the righteous, meaning he's acquainted with their ways. He finds, them, he finds himself uh, around them, involved with them. He's acquainted with all of their their thoughts and ways. Man, there's so much word that I could give you right now. False weights and unequal measures. The Lord detests double standards of every kind. That's Proverbs 20, verse 10. That was what my daughter read this morning. False weights and unequal measures. The Lord detests double standards of every kind. He does not bless those who have not qualified as trustworthy to receive the blessing. He's just not going to do it. He loves you, but he can't set you up for failure like that. And if you're going to present yourself to the Lord as, as one who's a Christ follower, a person who loves God, then you've got to obey his commandments. He doesn't like someone to want blessing but not want to live for God. That's selfishness. I'm going to read this out of the book of Acts chapter 5. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it and brought a, a certain part and laid it at the apostles feet. So they're pretending to give all of what they gained from this sale. 
But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. There should be a fear, meaning there should be a healthy respect for God that we walk in integrity. We should be, we should be serious about how we behave. Because we can lose some very practical things, including our lives, if we're not walking in integrity. If you know there's something in your life that you can't get out of right now, you need to get help, get help. If you know you just need to get into the Word because you've got some character flaws or some personality um, proclivities that are, are not bringing fruit in your life, then you need to get the Word and apply it. Because that, those kinds of things and that, that heart to seek and meditate on His Word will qualify you for being trustworthy and a good steward to receive what He's giving to the righteous and the faithful in the upcoming season of blessing which is always a season of blessing, but there are things that God pours out in certain seasons, and I believe we're entering one of those soon. People are going to see ministries expand and explode. People are going to see financial blessing. People are going to see relationship restore, relationships restored. People are going to see healing in their bodies, all this kind of stuff. But what did he say? Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Listen, the, the, the enemy of your soul wants you to be unaware. He wants you to live in delusion. He wants you to live in ignorance, that you don't need to be honest, that you can withhold the truth. It's a lie, and it sets us up for falls and failures. Going on to say in Acts 5, verse 7, now it was about three hours later when his wife came in not knowing what had happened, and Peter answered her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much, and she said, yes, for so much. Then Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young man came in and found her dead and carrying her out, buried her by her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. That was the point. God wanted people to respect him. Because if you don't respect him, you're in the hands of the evil one. It's not because God's being mean. It's because he's protecting us. He knows that if we walk in unrighteousness, if we are unbalanced scales, meaning we're presenting a certain image of ourselves, but actually it's not real and we're dishonest, then that type of posture is going to set us up for great destruction. God doesn't want that for you. Amen, somebody. He just doesn't want that for you. The same kind of story was in 2 Kings chapter 5, Gehazi who was the minister to Elisha. Naaman comes, and Naaman gets healed of leprosy. And Elisha would not take a blessing, a financial gift from Naaman. And then Gehazi goes out after Naaman and lies and says, we just had a couple of prophets show up, and we need some money. And then Naaman says, fine, I'll give you the money. And Gehazi goes back and pretends that nothing happened. And listen to what Elisha said. Where did you go, Gehazi? See, the truth always comes out. The Bible says nothing that is hidden shall not be revealed. There's nothing that is hidden that shall not be revealed. Nothing secret that shall not be made known. It's coming out in the end. Verse 25 of 2 Kings 5. Now he went in and stood before his master, pretending nothing happened. Gehazi. 
Elisha said to him, where did you go, Gehazi? And he said, your servant did not go anywhere, lying. And then he said to him, did not my heart go with you when the, men, or when the man turned back from his chariot to meet you? Is it time to receive money and to receive clothing, olive groves and vineyards, sheep and oxen, male and female servants? Therefore, the leprosy of Naaman shall cling to you and your descendants forever. And he went out from his presence, leprous as white as snow. He knew better. He had been told not to do something. He lied, came back after doing it and pretended like nothing happened and lied again. And then the blessing was withheld. And instead, a curse came. And the curse didn't come from the Lord. It came from the enemy. Basically, the same spirit that was afflicting Naaman was allowed on Gehazi because Gehazi opened a door to an attack and gave the enemy a right to be there. It wasn't a trespass because Gehazi was walking in sin. And so if you know you have a proclivity not to tell the truth, if you know you have a proclivity to hide and do things in the dark, look. You need to get with the Lord and get in the word of God and ask him what you need to do. I'm going to leave you with this. Red handed. Remember that investigative reporter? He thought he was coming out with a flawless expose, but the cruise line caught him red handed in adultery and pretending that he was in the right place. and had no authority to be in the kitchen looking at the food. He literally broke the law trying to do something, quote unquote, good. And we can't be those folks. That is an unbalanced scale. That is presenting something to be pure when actually it is tainted and perverted. Lord, let us pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your comfort, but we, we also thank you for your conviction. Convict us, Lord Jesus, if there are things in our hearts right now that we have not yet given over to you that we've not gotten into the word and applied the word and meditated on the word so that our minds can be renewed and we can be transformed by the renewing of our mind that we might prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Lord, I pray that we are those living sacrifices, holy and acceptable, that we will allow you to be the all-consuming fire in our lives, that we'll put our lives on the altar, that you can burn away the fat, that which has no nutritious value. It tastes good, feels good, makes things go down easy and we write home about those meals because they were so fattening but has no wholesome value no nutritional value we put ourselves on the altar to burn away the fat burn away the fat lord i pray that we're not afraid right now to walk in integrity somebody's hiding an inappropriate relationship with their wife somebody's hiding an addiction Someone's pretending they're not watching pornography, but they just can't stop. Somebody's not even writing their own sermons. Lord Jesus, there are people that are smoking in secret and they think folks don't know, but we know. People know. Some people have anxiety and they don't want people to know, but you know. They're hiding. There are some people who are living on alternative lifestyles. They're, they're hiding, but you're, you see them. You said that if I were to take up the winds in the morning and fly away, that you'll still be there. You said that darkness is light to you. We can't hide in the dark. You're right there. So, Lord, bring us to your heart. Bring us to our Father. Everything we need is in our Father's house. Here you come as we turn toward you and repent from our dead works. We come toward you, and you're coming, running with your arms open wide to embrace us. Put a robe on our back and a ring on our finger and tell the angels to celebrate because we've come home. Help us to put our houses in order. 
Glory to God. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Some folks know they're not parenting the way they should. They're not teaching the word of God in their home. They're not doing certain things. God, I pray you bring us to maturity because you know the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. We respect you. You will not be mocked. And we're not going to walk this half-hearted Christian life anymore. We're going to get revived. And revival is Jesus coming to Jesus, walking with Jesus, loving Jesus, and loving like Jesus. I pray that you will glorify your name through this word. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God for you. Listen, we hope to see you next week. And uh, faithfireworldwide.com is where you can find us. Would love to have you support our ministry if the Lord's putting that on your heart. You can do that on our website. You can also sign up for our email newsletter and get the word of the Lord to your inbox. God is here to fan the flame of revival through this ministry, and that's what we're going to do. And we're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation to every creature, every human being. God bless you. I pray that you will walk in your integrity, that you will find your integrity, that you will find the beaten path, that you'll be as Job when he said, let me be weighed on honest scales that God may know my integrity. We will see you next week. God bless you.